Hello everyone, welcome back to another arbitrary episode of an arbitrary podcast. I believe that's our full name. We actually shortened it to arbitrary arguments. Um, today we are going to be talking about convincing people to like the same things that we like, sometimes by pure force. Right? That is the topic, right? Yeah. Forcing uh, our, fri- forcing yeah, our friends to like things. You know? Yeah, I think peer pressure's healthy overall. But we're specifically <laughs> talking about our passions, our likes, and just really wanting other people to like the same things as us because we hate people who are different. We always have. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That's an Let's American go. ideal, baby. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Tristan, why do you think uh, people want to convert their friends to the same passions that they have? Well, there's a. To me, there's two things. There's one, you obviously like to share things and want people to enjoy, you know, have a, have a, uh, a bond about something that you like, you know, that stuff's great. I do think there's a healthiness to it. And I think I understand that mentality, but there's also an unhealthy side to it where people you're rationally are furious. If you like something that they don't like and vice versa, you know, they're just like, our interests are different, therefore I hate you. And you could just go on social media, and then you see that all the time, you know? Now, do you think there's a part of that in everybody? Um, not everybody. There might be something where some people might have that voice in their head, but then they're able to express themselves in a healthy, positive manner. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if it's everybody, but I think... I don't know, sometimes I, I, I'm like, I'm kind you of think there's a, maybe a part of like, humanity that gets up. Like, is there a part of your humanity that's upset that I don't like Marvel as much as you? And then I should talk it. Is there a part of you that's like, mm. no, because I, I know that you should talk it partially because some of it is valid criticism and some of it is just to get under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a big fair. deal. You know, uh, that's not something sometimes it's, Sometimes, and I, and you've had this too, where you're just kind of blown away at someone doesn't like something you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's less anger, but more surprise. Like, you had me watch Memento, Christopher Nolan, I think it's his second movie, Christopher Nolan's second yeah, movie. Yeah, a movie that everyone likes except for you. Yeah, and it was bad. Yeah, it was, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking bad. I do understand that feeling of rage uh, when someone doesn't like the same things as you. Because I feel it every time we bring this up. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I, I don't think I feel rage. I just sometimes I can be pretty surprised, and that surprise level can range. Uh, but I don't get angry. I'm not you. Well, because it's it's an irrational thing to be angry at. Yeah, that that's totally. It's some would say it's completely arbitrary thing to get upset over. You know. And yet here I am, mad at you. Yeah. So why do you think, though, that people want to convert others to their likes? I I think it's the same thing you said. And it's relatively obvious that, you know, when you like something, you want to share that that bond with someone, have something to talk about. Or, you know, it feels good to talk about things that you like and you want to have that with people that you already like, you know. Hey, we're friends. How cool would it be if we liked all the same stuff that we could talk about all the time? I mean, there are people who are friends with people just solely because they like the same things. 
Yeah. Now, I'm thankful we don't have that kind of friendship, or at least I don't think we have that kind of friendship. We argue enough that I know we don't have that kind of friendship. Very um, true. We made a whole podcast about it. Yeah, but there, but I think there's even people within our friend group that if they were to take their like, if their likes were different, they wouldn't like each other. Oh, 100%. Like, and I, and think, I, I think that's... I think that's pretty common in most friend groups. I think you have your friends that, you know, your real good friends that surpass that. But I think most friend groups kind of are bound together by mutual interests and that alone. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I have people in my life who it's like, it's because we have the same interests and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think some of those relationships build up into something a little bit more substantial than just hobbies. But, uh, yeah, and that's totally fine. Uh, just our relationship, we have some crossover, but we have also a yeah. lot of differences. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being friends with someone only because you guys have mutual hobbies or mutual interests. I think that's a healthy thing as long as you can back up from it and realize that's what's happening. Yeah. Because I, th- I think there can be an unhealthy side of that, too. Where you almost like you think, oh, this person totally has my back just because we like one piece you know or something yeah, yeah. like that and it's just like it's like well maybe not or you know you never know some people can be very loyal and you could trustworthy but yeah no i i Anyone don't think who likes one piece is loyal and trustworthy it's just part of the part of the package <laughs> well <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> but uh well, me and Lance are the only ones you know that, that are rowing to One Piece, and now I'm upset if you're not certain. Okay, you, you got me there. All right. All right, fine. All right, hey, roped you back also, in. Also, you and Jenna, too, don't don't exclude your wife. Oh, she's the one. Gotcha. Now it makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I think you kind of touched on it right there um, for me. On, on, you know, one thing we want to ask each other in this episode is like, what's our thing that we might be annoyingly trying to persuade our friends to like or to at least respect? And I think for me, that's pretty obvious. I think I, I think we both have a couple that we're going to talk about in this episode that some of that either one of us don't really expect the other person to talk about. We go, oh, okay, you talk about your, oh, you get people into this thing. But there's one thing you have and one thing I have that we both know, oh, this person's going to bring it up. And Troy, <laughs> just talk about One Piece. All right, get it out of your system. I, I, first of all, there's not enough talking to get it out of my system. And That's true. Um, it's a thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have enough time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my thing is... It's not even that I expect my friends to watch or read One Piece because I understand it is a daunting task. I expect them to respect it, to acknowledge how impressive of a feat it really is to have something that long going that is one story that just builds upon itself and builds upon itself. But really, the reason I want to share it so much is just the sense of, like, everything that I can think of that I really want other people to like is all something that has brought me immense joy. Mm. Or an immense feeling that I want my friends to go through. Um, And One Piece is that, man. Like, I just think it's a brilliant story. 
that has a lot of heart and I'm like, Oh, I want, I want my friends to, to experience this. Now I have friends that are into anime and they watch things like Naruto. So I know that they can handle a longer series, something that's been around for a long time. So for them, I'm like, Hey, I I want you to watch this now for you. I would never expect you to watch one piece. I would never expect you to read one piece, but I I would expect you to be like, wow, it really is a feat what they've managed to do. Yeah. And I, I, and I, you have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I've, I've seen it when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything about it, but yeah, it's like, that's just like a thousand plus episodes. And it's going to keep going for at least a few more years. Yeah. I fuck that. Uh, but no, I think it's, it's really cool. And I think it's, it's a, it's a cool uh, thing that people are really invested in. The fact that people say it gets better over time is crazy. It's sort of like the always sunny fans always being like, oh, this yeah, show yeah, gets yeah, better. Yeah. And that show does get better with each season. And you're like, how is this possible? How is the show 15 seasons in? The show should be consistently getting point. better. But it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really what that boils down to. And that's my biggest like right now. That's what I'm the biggest missionary for. So what's your piece. success rate with one piece zero (laughs) percent you fucking loser (laughs) like not even because it's so daunting and it really is like i cannot express to you enough that when jenna and i started one piece we weren't happy about it yeah like we were like oh fuck like we're only gonna watch it because it's so iconic and like you know, we were like, oh, okay, we want to watch all the, like, big three of anime. So Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. Because they kind of held the industry on their back when we were kids. That's fair, yeah. So uh, they're often called the big three because without them, there wouldn't be anime today, basically. At least, I mean, there would, but it wouldn't be as popular in the United States. Yeah, it helped popularize It helped popularize the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were like, oh, we're going to watch all those. You know, we'd already finished Naruto. We were like, ah, One Piece. We're like, it doesn't, like, we didn't like the art style. We weren't like, we didn't know enough about the character to know if we like him. We're like, it's a str- his powers that he's rubber. He's a stretchy <laughs> we're like, pirate. And we're like, <laughs> nothing about it was exciting for us. Yeah. And, you know, and then we start watching... And there's aspects of it we like, but the animation's rough. And and some of the character, the way that he draws his characters are very caricature-like. So some of them look so fucking stupid. Just the way they're drawn, like, and they're supposed to. Yeah. And th- that's tough to get by for a serious story, you know, when a character looks like a caricature and then has, like, a heartbreaking background. So it was, it was really tough to get into, but there just hit a point where we were like, do we like this? And then there was another point where we we're like, do we love this? And then eventually there was a point where we we're like, is this the greatest thing we've ever watched? And then, <laughs> like, then you become a missionary for it. And then we become a missionary for it. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of how that, that progressed. But all it is, is wanting to share joy at something that I think is, um, no pun intended, a marvel of of media yeah so that, no, that's, that's, that's totally to. fair that it's cool no it's uh 
Stretchy pirate. I, I, I'm, I can't argue with it just because you acknowledge how the premise is so fucking stupid. You're like, yeah. he's a stretchy pirate. And you go, okay, so? And then you're like, oh, this is cool. I like yeah. it. It's like a weird, you really do have to go into it with a very open mind because it is so weird. Yeah. Uh, but it touches, It's and it's to be so cartoony, so goofy, and have these characters characters that look ridiculous yeah i mean absurd dressed like clowns and babies and whatever <laughs> and then have it be about genocide and slavery yeah, tackle and, serious and, stuff and like political corruption and war and and all the issues that those things have attached to them is like what the fuck yeah i i just love stuff that can balance tone like that you know of being yeah. goofy but also like tackling serious stuff i i love that stuff so i think if i if it wasn't like a thousand episodes or whatever, I think I could enjoy it. I just, it the just time commitment is, it's, that's just it is, yeah, it's, it's unreasonable for most people. And I acknowledge that. Yeah. Which is why there's only very select people in my life that I expect to watch it. And it's the people that are watching like 600 episode animes. I'm like, okay, you can handle like people you expect, but yet you have a 0%. 0%. Uh, I have, I've have a friend reading it. Okay. Yeah, he started watching it with his wife, and they were like, dude, we, we can't do it. Well, best of luck. Hopefully, you'll get someone eventually. You will. Yeah, yeah. We it's know a, a lot of people of who are into anime. It's got to keep but, um, grinding them down. Yeah. But but what about you, man? What, what's your biggest thing? I, uh, I you, you know. Now. Come on. <laughs> it's Marvel. Uh, the MCU. Uh, and it's honestly... It's just, it's funny, and I've talked about this on the the episode that we had about the superheroes so like that. So I don't want to rehash too much. If you have for listeners, if you haven't listened to that, you should go listen to that episode. But Troy, it's kind of funny that you kind of broke down your feelings about One Piece about how you weren't really into it. You thought it kind of sounded dumb, and then slowly it grinded you down to becoming not just a fan, but someone who is like a cheerleader for it. You know, I'm the same way. I was a huge MCU fan. I liked a couple movies and then I got wrapped up into it and yeah, I became a missionary for it. So I actually have a good success rate with it. Actually. Um, one of the biggest Marvel fans I know is my mom. And that is because of me. She was like, Oh, I guess I'll watch this stuff because my son wants to watch it. You know, uh, I'm the favorite son out of the three. The youngest is usually the favorite. And so I, uh, just slowly, she kind of, like, just like me, she kind of understood it. She saw how these movies could connect to, to one another story-wise, lore-wise, or character-wise. Some things would connect to completely different movies, and she kind of, like, understood it and was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Uh, and what's even funnier, though, you expect me to get into a 20-something-year-old, gets into Marvel, becomes a missionary for all this stuff. And then I've had a, a decent success, success rate. My mom. You think that success also, rate is just because of how, how much, I mean, it's pretty accessible and unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's iconic if, if, you know, I have my issues with it, but it really has become like a societal event. Yeah. And it makes sense. You know, it has, you know, mainstream appeal, but I was going to say though, 
my mom also has become a missionary for it, actually. Uh, she tells her friends who are like, oh, I don't know about the superhero stuff. And my mom tells her friends all the time to watch she's it. Like, no, 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 you gotta watch but it. But she is like you, where she's had a 0% success rate, because it's just like, I'm just like not going to commit to that, you know? Because it yeah. is, at, at this point, it is quite a lot, uh, unless you have time depending you know but if you're an adult and you're working and stuff like that or you have a family it, it's tough like yeah like all of her friends are uh but it, it's it's hilarious i'm like i never would have thought my mom would have gotten this invested and for her to become the missionary but it's awesome i love it it is super cool that i mean that's pretty big big success story is to have to convert someone else to being a missionary <laughs> I know. That's pretty pretty impressive, man. It's a little cultish, a little bit. Well, <laughs> everything we really like eventually becomes kind of culty. Yeah, I know you're a big All fan these of that. things are. Yeah, yeah. I love cults. <laughs> always have, always will. Wanna wanna be in one, you know? Well, yeah, everyone be knows one. <laughs> Troy is a very simple man, alright? He likes his whiskey, he likes video games and movies, and he likes cults. That's all you need to know. Yeah. What else you need, really? Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else, though, that you want to point out that you're a missionary for? Ted Lasso. I fucking knew it. And it, it's so funny. Now, this is something you now, do have. I have, I have fucking success with this, baby. Hey, I'm a missionary for Ted Lasso because of you. I'm, I, like, uh, I'm like, oh, my God, this show is amazing. No, not only this, not only have you got me into Ted Lasso, become a fan and a missionary for it, my mom... Also became a fan and missionary for it, and she's telling all of her friends. <laughs> I multi-level marketing probably feels as good when you pull it off, like to be the very top, like the creator of it. You know? Yeah. It's basically the same thing as Ted Lasso. <laughs> like Jason Sudeikis created Ted Lasso, and then everybody is like, "You gotta watch Ted Lasso." Yeah. All the way down. Like, we all started watching it because someone recommended to us. Except me, ironically. I saw, I was like, oh, it looks like it'll be a stupid comedy. I'll put it on, like, to kill some time. And then was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What got my interest was actually like, this is brilliant. One of the co creators is Bill Lawrence, who's the creator of Scrubs, which is is another one of those shows that, like, is top tier. Oh my God. So fucking good. Oh, yeah, man. yeah it, that show is incredible. My my biggest hesitance about that show when you recommended it to me, because I knew about it. I knew it's supposed to be a very wholesome show, but I felt it was going to be a little hokey because of its wholesomeness. And I know some people do feel that way. I feel like I've, I've had I've seen some criticism online about that, but I don't feel so. I think but those people are wrong. That's true. Because they're those, different they, than us. You know, it's fine. It's fine for people to be dumb. That's all, you know? Yeah. Not everybody can be super smart and super in tune with our emotions like us. We're different. But I think because that show has, like, a mature adult aspect, you know? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's funnier because they can swear. No, but it kind of grounds it in a way to make it It, it is a very grounded show, I think. Yeah. I think it really They talk about real emotions. Yeah, there's a whole thing about, like, panic attacks and, like, some other, like, really deep shit. But also on top of that, and less about the, you know, deep themes they're tackling, 
there's a character, no spoilers, but let's just say there's a character who becomes like a Game of Thrones level villain in the show and you don't see it coming. And you're just Dude, like, I hate him. I, was, <laughs> I know. Listen, I was talking to my friend Raya about this this week. I hate that character like he slaughtered a bunch of people. And I think what it is, is it's not that he's done these grand, terrible, like, war crimes. It's that he feels so real. It's all the characters feel so real that I take it personally. And I have taken his transgressions personally. That's how I feel anyways. That's why I hate him so much is because I feel attached to every single character in the show. Yeah, I it, that show does a good job because there's a lot of characters um, and it's like it's kind of tough for them to have time for all of them and stuff like that. But they do a good job, even if it's a character who is kind of just kind of just there. They do a good job to be like, we need to. You needed you to care about this character in 60 seconds, and they managed to do that. Like, there's yeah. a character they introduce, I think, at the first season. Yeah, it's the first season. They introduce this new this new player comes on the team named Danny Rojas, and in literally and you instantly like him. 60 seconds. I'm like, I love this <laughs> man, and I, no, nothing bad can happen to him. I love him. You know? Yeah. It. Man, the show does such a good job of that. But also, there's some characters that I'm like, oh, I don't like this person. But then they make me care about them. Because some characters really do change and have arcs. And it's like, and not just Ted, you know? It's like, it's not just about him. It's all these other characters that all have their own lives. And yeah, that show, that show's incredible. Hey, listener, we are trying to convert you right now. Go watch Ted Lasso. Go watch Ted Lasso. So, is there anything else for you uh, before we go... Just before I give you a chance to answer, um, before we end the podcast, I also want us to make a wish. A wish? For something that we could convert. Like, if there was one thing we could pick to convert each other to. So don't don't let your next uh, thing that you're a missionary for be that. Save that. Gotcha, gotcha. Honestly, I think off the top of my head, like, I get, like, Marvel's the only thing I'm a consistent mercenary missionary for. I think <laughs> you're a Marvel mercenary. <laughs> Man, words are hard. Uh, but, they are. But it's usually it's like if I if I'm if it's like a book I'm reading at that moment or a show I'm watching in that moment, I'll become a missionary for it until I'm done with that thing. You know, like yeah. when I was watching Yellow Jackets, I was telling everyone you need to watch Yellow Jackets. But since it's off, I'm like. It's not in my brain because I've gone off to watch other shows and whatnot. Which, by the way, again, I've told you before, Troy, you need to watch yes. Yellow Jackets. It should be top of your list to watch. It's incredible. But that said, it's usually like a seasonal missionary thing for me. You know, like, it's like Marvel is my full-time missionary status. But then I have, like, my side hustles that I do... See, like on the weekends, you know, or like a, mm-hmm. it's a seasonal position, you know, to promote this thing. Uh, but no, nothing really, actually, not um, not that I can think of. Crap. So, if you can, you had a wish to make me like anything. Does that mean you're picking Marvel? No. Um. 
can we go with you and then I'll go back to me because I, I I need to think a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll allow it. Um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> that okay. That's a good one. That's okay. Yeah, I think I if you... I could make you love anything, it would be Lord of the Rings, and I specifically want you to watch it with me and fall in love with me right there next to you. We've as romantic as that is, we but, have talked about this, and you've already agreed to watch yeah, the trilogy I, that's, with that's me. That's what I was gonna say. Is yeah, we've yeah. agreed on this. However, the wish is just that you love it. <laughs> so you know, like we we like to give scores to things uh, that we like and stuff like that. So Troy, you and I sit down. We watch all three movies. What score do you want me to give the trilogy as a whole? Like, what are you looking for? Where I'm like, Troy, that was amazing. It's a blank out of 10. I'll accept an A. I said out of 10, and then you give me an, a letter. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Well, I'd already answered the question in my head before you finished talking. In your what head. Happened there. Well, yeah, I didn't want to cut you off, so I was waiting for my turn to speak. The audience, so I just tuned out the rest of your sentence. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I hear you. Are you sure? Uh, What's it? So that that would be a nine out of ten. Okay, I'll accept the nine out of ten. And 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 I don't know because I'll allow certain criticisms. I won't allow others. Interesting. Uh, Is there anything you could say with that's not going to be a spoiler that you're like? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, one. These movies were made a long time ago. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I, I expect a little leeway on on that. And because they were all the trilogy was all shot together, I think that's something that needs to be like, wow, these three movies really work together. Like, okay, you know they were filmed together. It doesn't feel like a very broken trilogy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, every, yeah. there's not a whole lot of like discrepancies. It feels like they were intended to be watched all at once. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I just think if you were like, wow, that's a really well-made movie. I would be happy. Even okay. if you have some issues with the plot, pacing, whatever, whatever your issues are. I feel like as long as you acknowledge it's a well-made trilogy, I feel like I would at least be able to sleep at night, but I wouldn't be happy unless you loved it. <laughs> okay. Does that I, make uh, sense? My, my thing is I just want to be entertained. If I could at least enjoy it and not be bored, I'll be fine because I really, really don't like high fantasy. I, I know. Really and like I, it. I know, man. And it's, whew, it has me nervous to play Dungeons and Dragons with you. That's well, Okay, I should. I think video games I'm different towards, or not just video games, but just games in general, I'm okay with. Uh, I was because it's just a different medium. I'm interacting with it and stuff like that. I can get into it. I'm still not in love with it, but I can get through it. But watching a TV show or a movie or reading a book that's high fantasy, that just sounds like a nightmare to me. So I just want you to prepare yourself that this might be a memento situation. No, I refuse. <laughs> you know how I'm sure your mom was very concerned when um, you first told her you were coming down to visit your online friends a couple years yeah. ago? Yeah. 
she's like worried that you didn't really know us, so we weren't who you thought that we were going to murder you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. She has a reason to be concerned this time. Okay, okay. Because if, 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 because you, you hit me hard with Memento saying it was horrible. You hated yeah. it. Hated it. I hated it. And now you're telling me that you're going to go into Lord of the Rings and be like, that was the worst experience of my life. I'm going in. I don't know if I can handle choking you out. I'm just warning you that that could happen. I don't see that happening. It hasn't happened to anyone else that's ever watched the movie, but okay. Let let me say just one thing about Lord of the Rings. All right. So I've told you about this podcast. I listened to from this production company that where they take movie franchises and rank them. Uh, and yes. review each one they did lord of the rings and one of their guys he said how they d- when they did lord of the rings he was coming in like me he's not into high fantasy he's not into it his girlfriend who isn't a part of the podcast but or sorry fiance she's not part of the podcast but she watches the movies with him and stuff like that she told him he goes i'm not getting into it i don't really like high fantasy but she came around and goes you know what you're getting into this you don't you're not interested in it, so I'll sit down and watch you. Both these people who were like, uh, I don't know about this, they ended up loving it. So that does give me some confidence that there are people like me who can go, no, this is awesome. Okay. Cool. Because it's just a great story. It's the modern day Bible, baby. <laughs> okay. You're absolutely <laughs> there. No, <laughs> Troy, I'll, I'll do you a favor. I'll just forget that you said that, Okay. <laughs> Sounds fair. So were you able to think of something to cast your wish on? I, yeah, actually, yes. So for people who aren't, um, for listeners who aren't gamers, one of the biggest video games of the year just released called Elden Ring, which, Troy, you're playing right now. Yes. Uh, And this company from software, they have a very dedicated fan base because they've kind of created this formula of of these type of games that people really enjoy. Troy, you've had limited experience. You played their last game, Sekiro, and then you've played, like, maybe, what, two other games, I think? Yeah, I, I played uh, played some Bloodborne, played uh, a little bit of the first Dark Souls, and seconds of the second. My wish, through you playing Elden Ring, which you are enjoying, yes, I, I just I'm hope a good time. it elevates you to, even if you don't go out and play the rest of the games, I don't care about that. I just wish... My wish is that you just come to like, not like as much as I do, that company as much as I do, but at least appreciate them. And it, I, I just want this game to elevate your feelings towards this company. And mm. I hope you can grow towards your your thoughts of, of from software games. See, that's that's tough, though, because I already respect the company. Yeah, I know. I just don't know if what they do is for me. And playing Elden Ring, I'm having a blast with, but it still has the same issues that I've had with every single one of their games. So I don't know. I I hope so too, though. I, I genuinely do hope that at the end of this game, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, that's that think that's 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 the the words right there. I want you to get it. That's my wish. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, we'll see um, at some point in the future if either of our wishes come true. And for the audience, we will update you guys for sure. Uh, best there may luck. be blood. 
there yeah this there might be an issue but that's what this podcast is about is issues among friends absolutely so thank you guys for listening we'll catch you in a couple weeks bye friends